Hello, and welcome to You Should Play, a podcast about tabletop role-playing games where we play them so you can decide which ones you want to play too. And this is a game that we think you should play. Well, maybe. We'll find out by the end of this podcast episode. My name is Alicia. I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm going to turn it over to Ray to introduce himself. Hi, my name is Ray. I'm another one of the co-hosts on You Should Play. I'd like to introduce you to Savannah. Hi, everyone. I am Savannah. And our fearless game master this time was Jared. Hey, Jared. Hi, I'm Jared. (laughs) Just a guy. (laughs) Hi, Jared. (laughs) So this time we played Masks, and I can't remember what the tagline was for it. Jared, can you give us another recap of what Masks is about? Uh, it's, uh, it's, I think it's called the new generation is the subtitle of it. Yes, it is. Um, and it's about young superheroes that are, uh, trying to come into their own. Um, so they're like, they're not only like, you know, overcoming these threats, but they're also dealing with like an older generation of heroes that are trying to, um, they're trying to tell them who they're, they're supposed to be. Um, so it's, it's, it's a coming of age story as well as like a, a superhero kind of genre, uh, game. All right. So getting right into this, first thoughts about the game. Ray, what do you think? Uh, I I had played Masks before and enjoyed it, and that was probably three to five years ago um, with a totally different group of people. And playing it again, it absolutely holds up. Uh, very engaging. Um, I loved the way that it focused on the superhero stuff that I'm interested in, which is kind of the melodrama and the relationships, not so much like the, the you know, pow, crash, you know, superpower, like I'm powerful superpower stuff. Okay, <laughs> like I, I like kind of the absurdity and the, the you know, kind of inner, interpersonal stuff. All right, and Savannah, if I recall, this was your first time playing this game as it was for mine. What were your first thoughts? Yeah, uh, this was my first time playing it. Um, I, I actually, frankly, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I felt like it was easy to pick up on the rules, you know, as a first time player. Uh, the game really encourages you to sort of use your imagination and come up with an idea, I, I felt like, and then sort of figure out a way to make uh, make that idea work within the rules. Um, I think it really encourages a lot of like creative thinking uh and and like the whole you know creation process was also pretty simple like I I felt like there were a lot of ways to really like personalize that and make it your own um I I'm I I thought it was cool enough that that I want to continue playing it actually (laughs) and I I'm kind of like wow I'm a little like attached to these characters and I like I sort of you know want to see if you guys are interested in maybe doing another session or two um I, I think what makes it cool is how approachable it is and, and um, you know, whether you're like a very seasoned gamer or whether you're somebody who is brand new to it, I think that it's very easy to make it fun, um, regardless of your, your experience or skill. I completely agree with you. Having not played it before, I think that the character creation was my favorite part. I loved going through that together. And I want to give a shout out to a website we found. We are not affiliated with them in any way, but if you play this game, you should know that Sheet, S-H-E-E-T, 
www.adventureforhire.com slash masks has the best character creation sheet that I think any of us had seen. It made things very easy and it was really fun to put together together. Jared, what about you? First thoughts about GMing this game. What was cool? Um, yeah, I, I've, I've run it before once, um, I think a, a couple of years ago. Um, and um, I, I was excited to play this at first because I some of my favorite comics growing up were like the, the New Mutants and Teen Titans. And um, even now, like, I don't know, I, I watch cartoons I'd, I'd like to say with my kids but no actually by myself too um you know like like Teen Titans and Young Justice I just enjoy that stuff and I, I I love the Apocalypse World kind of like system but I especially like games like this where the mechanics are less about like having a suite of powers like like Ray was describing or like you know um just having abilities that let you like you know, set things on fire or whatever. And instead the rules drive kind of like the the drama. Um because all the rules are about that about like whatever your character is supposed to be about, whatever uh, themes your character is uh, focused on. So I like that a lot. Thanks. So getting into the nitty gritty a little bit, I'm gonna go to Savannah first for this one. Knowing, having played this now and knowing what you know, are there any choices that you would go back and change if you could? Anything you would do differently? Um. That's a good question. And I, I was thinking about um, that from several different angles. Uh, the first one being like, would I create my character any differently? Um, and honestly, the answer is no. I <laughs> I, I actually, I, I think that all of the, the choices I made were really pretty cool. Um, there were a lot of ideas that you all threw out that were just kind of, you know, us sitting there and like, yes, anding whatever, like, goofy thing, you know, someone else had come up with. Uh, I, I thought that was fantastic. I think like um, choices in game, uh, I I might have I might have tried to like use my powers in a little bit uh, different ways, um, and I think some of that would have been maybe uh, you know if I'd spent a little bit more time. You know, we, we all went into this I think with with a limited amount of time um, reading the rules, uh, and I think if I'd been a little bit more familiar with the system going in, that might have made me choose different moves in combat. Um, but otherwise, no, I, I wouldn't have changed my character creation at all. Ray, what about you? Is there anything you would do differently? Uh, play more of the game, uh, right? It, that, that's, that's about it. Um, <laughs> I, 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 will, I will say this, this, this kind of goes along with this question, maybe. One of the nights, because of scheduling, because whatever, we decided to only play for an hour. And the thing I might do differently is, and we'll talk about this even off, off cast at some point, I would love to see what playing this game an hour a week looked like. And like just these bite-sized, super tight episode stories because I walked away from that hour long of play and I was like, that was really fun. That was a super engaging time. And my old school brain told me, you gotta play for like three hours. Yeah, otherwise, what's the point? I'm like, no, there's a point. Like maybe not with six players and maybe not with a different game. But for this, I, I felt like satisfied after an hour of play. So. That is a really good point and something that could make this game more accessible for someone who has a busier schedule because we found out just out of necessity that we could do this in really bite-sized chunks with a small group of people. 
And so if someone doesn't have the commitment to play three or four hours every week, this could probably be done an hour at a time here and there. And it was really fun. It was just as fun as a session that lasted two to four hours. It was great. Jared, anything you would do differently? Um, I, I, I liked how the scenes worked out. I liked what everyone did with the characters and I liked how the characters turned out. I, I was, that, that all worked great. Um, I, I probably would want to have more of the influence rules um, because I really wanted to bring the NPCs in and I wanted to, to highlight that, like the NPCs putting pressure on the players to be a certain thing or act a certain way. Um, I thought that the inner, like the inner character stuff was fantastic, but I, I wanted to, to bring in the NPCs a little bit more and, and experiment with those rules. Um, yeah, we just didn't get to play enough of it, um, which is, you know, busy schedules. That's, that's kind of what happened, so. That's what happens when adults try and play games together. Yeah. Um, I, the choices that I would make differently are because of the amount of time that we were able to spend playing together that I would have created a character that had a lot of power in one specific area rather than trying to create a well-rounded character just because of the amount of time that we had. I think that that might have made <laughs> and I will move on to this is my favorite question each time we do this. And so I'm going to start with Jared this time. What was your most memorable moment in the game? And then the follow up to that is going to be what were the game mechanics that were able to set that moment up? Um, I really liked the the, the last moment the because it gave a sense of closure with like the and it was a team move um, because it occurred to me like, cause I, I didn't really use the team moves in the last time I ran this game. I just didn't, I didn't quite squeeze them in. And then when I was looking at them, I'm like, this is the perfect kind of end. If this is where the game ends, like I really want this to happen. Um, that either each person shares a moment of triumph where they get something they want as a, as a character or the, the, they don't get what they want, you know, which is all about what character development is. Like you have a protagonist and they, they, they strive for something and they either get what they want or they don't. Um, and so that totally happened and, um, and everyone got it, got what they want, uh, what they wanted, um, which was pretty great. And it, and it, it came together and I think it was a great collaboration. Like, um, hopefully it wasn't like, I didn't jump all into it too much. Like I was like, Oh, they add something onto that, you know, but I was, I was definitely yes. Anding what you guys were doing in that moment, um, which was a lot of fun for me. And then just, I apologize for jumping in, but just to explain to our listeners, Right, the team move is a thing that mechanically it's a flag that you hit after the end of a big encounter. So the, the game says stop. Have a scene where people are wiping the sweat off their brow and looking over the destroyed battlefield while the police show up to help out and have an after action in-game thing that happens. Right. And that's such a good, such a good frame because yeah, sometimes when I play games that happens, but when someone like writes down the rules and they're like, this is a thing you do. And then they incentivize it with like, and there's little mechanical nuggets you get. It's like most people are like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push that button. I, I'm a gamer. So I just wanted to clarify that. It's really cool. Thank you for clarifying that because there is a possibility that we've got some listeners who didn't tune in to our actual gameplay. So this is helpful. Ray, what about you? What was your most memorable moment? Uh, I think linked to mechanics right and interpersonal stuff there was this really great moment when my character failed at doing something and one of the choices i had to do was lash out at a teammate and like be be crappy and i thought that was great 
I mean, I just thought like, because again, I wouldn't, I, I don't play many games where if I make a mistake on a die roll, the thing that I should do is, is tell someone else how terrible they are. And, and, and that other player also understanding like, oh, that just aims completely at the fiction that we're creating together. So the other player's like, oh yeah, let me receive that. Right, it like sets the table up where everyone's like, okay, let's make this as painful as we can, but still hit like right mid-teen superhero stuff, right? And it was with Savannah's character where because my character was telepathic and we decided in the backstory that my character helped her character when she had lost herself a little bit, my character lashed out and was like, well, you're not human anyway, so why don't you just suck it up and deal? And it was perfect. And I would have never been like, I think I should have a scene where I do that to another character if there wasn't mechanics there kind of give me like the, 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 the ball to play with. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think that was like, it was such a like, Ooh, ouch, you know, kind of moment. And, um, you know, there, there were things too, like, uh, when I, um, like used my powers and like, you know, like freaked out when, uh, you know, one of them was attacking, uh, attacking you, Ray. Um, you know, I remember there was this, this, possibility that it was going to like terrify one of your teammates so like even a lot of like the really cool mechanics that you can do in game depending on what you roll have this potential to be like oh no now everyone is like genuinely afraid of you or doesn't trust you or like there's these negative repercussions you know repercussions to how they perceive you um and I think that's really interesting that it it gives you some ability to like roll along with that because Otherwise, you know, you have a tendency to always like role play friendly, you know, with your with your teammates, I guess. I don't know. Giving the option for, for more more character drama is really fun. And Savannah, Ray's favorite moment affected your character directly and very specifically. So was that something that you remembered as I asked this question? And also, what was your favorite moment? Yeah, um, I, I would have to say the the moment that I remember especially was um, there was a point at the end where we were all kind of like assisting each other um, with I, I it was sort of like the final final showdown and there was like this this intense like you know kind of psychic thing that was like trying to you know take us over and um, we kind of all like came together and I thought that was really neat again that, that it gives you this this ability to say well I'm going to choose to I'm going to choose to assist whatever they're doing because whatever it is it's working they just need more they need more power you know <laughs> um yeah I think that moment was particularly memorable um also the charging uh, animatronic triceratops not gonna lie that was uh I had a very clear visual of that in my head <laughs> I'm with you on that my some of my favorite moments in any game that I play, but particularly in this one, are the moments that are absolutely absurd and completely inspiring. So I had two. One of them was when the other characters set my character up to run and charge at a wall. And we were, and someone failed a roll and we were sure, what, yeah, Ray failed a roll. <laughs> and we were sure that I was going to bounce off this wall, have a concussion and things were gonna go very poorly. And then I ended up with a super successful roll 
And we had to figure out how in the world this would work. And so to come up with the idea that we found the only place where a, a doorway had been covered up with drywall. So a two foot span where somewhere two, two or three foot span where someone could actually break through was pretty fun. But I have to say that my favorite moment, the breaking through the wall was only the second favorite. Mine was there was a moment where one of my superpowers allowed me to, um, to deflect some sort of in injury by having an inspirational or inspired moment. And with the ridiculous character that I had created of the most patriotic, silly, absurd teenager that you could have, uh, that to hear the America the Beautiful play over <laughs> over the loudspeakers just at the moment that he had been knocked down and to rise up in some sort of salute and everybody cheer. It was uh, that was something that was absolutely silly and ridiculous and the type of moment that I live for in these games. And so that was mine. Yeah. And all this, of those were so great. <laughs> and I agree with what all of you have said that the character development and relationships between the characters are what made all of those things happen. I think that this game is really great for that. And I don't know that that would have happened without the character setup we had. So we've kind of already answered this question. So I'm going to, I'm going to spin it a little bit. The question I had was, would you play a campaign with a game like this? But we've all agreed that we like this and we would want to try to keep going with what we've got set up. So Jared, I'm gonna change it a little bit and say, why would you want to continue with this game? Um, because I wanna see what happens to these characters. I mean, that's that's the only reason. Like I, I really don't have a huge investment in the setting, the setting's nice. <laughs> but I really care about the characters. I mean, I, no, it's honest. Like, yeah. Halcyon Cities is nice, and the game's nice. And a lot of times, that's why you're drawn to a game is you're like, oh, wow, the setting's amazing. And, like, you can, you know, I don't know, whatever, play a dinosaur or something. But in this, it's like, it's the characters you guys set up. I'm really intrigued by those characters, and I would want to see where they go. So, Ray, same question to you. We've already said we want to keep going. So for you, what would be the reason to keep going with this game? So my, mine is similar to Jared's, but I, I'm a little bit more of a, a mechanics head when I play games, at, at, maybe than the average bear. And the thing I'm really excited about is to continue seeing how a well-crafted game can aim at like dis, uh, intentional play experiences, right? Like I've played it enough to know that like all the mechanics we touched on that we, we danced around with and the playbooks all do these amazing things to make the game, the narrative, the narrative that matches what it's promising. So that, and that's, that's so engaging, right? For me, I'm like, I'm like, I wanna play a game about X and it's like, this will be a game about X. And it's not, it, it's kind of like a trick. It doesn't rely on us to do it alone. It has, right, Savannah mentioned it before, one of her things that can happen when she uses her moves is she can frighten other people. And for her character and the character she crafted, that's a really, re like that, follows that maps and again in other games i don't know if people would think of that and this game says no for that character because the story that this playbook's going to tell that's part of it and you kind of if you go into it knowing which playbook you're picking 
and you lean into what it tells you it's about, you, I think it, you really get the intended outcome of the designer, which is really fun. Completely agree with you, actually with both of you. Savannah, what are your reasons for wanting to keep going? Um, I'm going to echo what Jared said about uh, definitely like the characters. Um, and in addition to that, like I, I kind of genuinely like it's like a show that I've gotten a little sucked into. I, I want to know what happens next. Like, like I'm like, oh, wait, you know, does does so and so like, you know, figure things out with their their prior mentor? And like, you know, what about all this like weird family stuff with US of A? Like, you know, I, I'm like, I, I'm sucked into the popcorn drama of it a little bit. And um, I, I think that that part of the game is really fun. And, it, you know, there are some games that that even though they can be very engaging and you can like really enjoy yourself, like there, there are times where like it can feel like a slog. Um, this doesn't, like it, it's very, it's very zippy and fast paced. And, um, you know, going back to that thing that, that Ray was saying, I, I love the idea of, you know, continuing to play a game that uh, works with my really obnoxious work schedule where I have to get up super early in the morning. And, you know, what this means is if I wanted to make this a regular thing, um, you know, we could carve out an hour and a half or, or so a night um, I can genuinely do that. A lot of other games, it's like, no, you've like barely, barely, barely gotten started with this. Like we accomplished so much in that amount of time. Um, yeah. So that, that's really the why for me. You have touched on my main reason as well, that I want to see how far we can go with short periods of time, because I was impressed with how much we could squeeze into that 60 to 75 minutes of gameplay that we had. And I think that this is a really sustainable way of playing a game. And also any game that you have where you can create a character or a set of characters that are teenagers, I think that the innocence and the angst that you can project into those characters just does make it move along in a really fun way. And in some ways it's a good way for adults to relive their youth um, <laughs> or, or have some sort of forced nostalgia, but I agree with you, it's fun. And I would like to see what happens next with these characters because they've managed to forge this relationship and some depth in a really short amount of time. And I kind of care about them. I'd like to see what happens. I want them to be okay and to be successful. So as we're coming close to wrapping up for someone who is considering this game, Ray, are there other games that you have played that this game is like, or something that someone can understand a way to connect the dots for someone who's thinking about playing masks. Yeah, sure. I think I'm going to give a, this is going to be a general pitch for all of the uh, Apocalypse World engine games, right? Which is a whole host of games from this original game called Apocalypse World that somebody made and other people went, that's awesome. I want to do that too. And the reason I'll pitch it to everyone is maybe superheroes isn't your thing, which is fine. Teenage drama superheroes, you're like, you're not into it. There are an, enough really great uh, Apocalypse Engine games where you can find a thing that you're into. And if the game is designed well, as many of them are, 
if you follow what the game asks you to do, you're going to get an intentional experience that matches this genre, probably better than most other systems. I mean, I don't know if Jared, you'd agree, but I, I think that that's, that seems to be a fairly consistent kind of through line with the well-designed Apocalypse World games is, is you get into it and you're like, oh, the game said it was about politics and supernatural creatures in the inner city. And then the game, all the mechanics are like aiming at that. And you're like, I played a game about politics in a supernatural city. And it, I, Jared, I don't know if you agree. I think the, this engine, this, uh, this set of mechanics is great for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I and I, I really like everything that the guy who originally did uh, Vincent Baker's the guy who did Apocalypse World. Um, he did a game way back, uh, Dogs in the Vineyard, which is the kind of same same thing. Um, um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I and you you kind of alluded to uh, Urban Shadows, but also uh, Monster Hearts is really good mm -hmm. for this kind of thing dealing with teens. Um, and a non Apocalypse World game I would recommend since I, I guess it's my turn, unless you wanted me to pass it back over. Um, is a game called Misspent Youth by Robert Bull, um, which is super good. It's about teenagers in a dystopia, and all the game is about is not so much winning or losing. It's about whether you sell out or not, um, or whether you keep your youthful idealism. And um, it's it's intense and it's fun, and it it reminds me of kind of like the same kind of thing. It's the same kind of idea here with as as uh, as masks, like trying to um, be yourself or find yourself or be an authentic person, you know, as opposed to like having your identity thrust upon you. For people who are like me and don't have a ton of experience with tabletop role-playing games, role-playing games in general, the something that this, this is more of a collaborative role-playing game than one that I have seen before, where there is more emphasis on the team and the group as a whole than there is on individual movement and individual action within um, within a battle or other choices that are happening within the game that what you do as a team seems to be more important than what you do as an individual. So if you were comparing it to say board games or things like that, this is more of a collaborative game than an individual one. But Savannah, anything else that this might be like to, in your opinion, to tie the threads for everybody? Yeah, I, I don't have as much much experience with um, these types of games. So, you know, most of my comparisons are just going to be collaborative board games, um, in which case, like, this is actually very different from a lot of the collaborative stuff that I've played. Um, I've spent a lot of time playing Gloomhaven. Um, Gloomhaven is not quick or, uh, you know, easy to, to kind of, you know, jump right into. Um, it's a very, very dense game. Um, there's a lot of, like, physical components, etc. Yeah, this is like a very unique experience for me, actually. So. All right, as we are finishing up our episode right now, anybody have any final thoughts? Anything else that you would like to share? Play this game? Yeah, do we agree that this is a game that you should play? I would definitely yeah. agree. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, I think this is a game that works really well, not just for adults, but um, if you were playing with your kids, um, you know, this this is a really, really easy one to, I think, bring people in who normally are not into this kind of thing necessarily, or who maybe find tabletop RPGs to be a little intimidating. Um, you know, may, maybe they're more into the kind of like beer and pretzels games. Um, I think this is a good 
stopgap. Like it's a good, like you could do, you know, a quick, a quick one night session, you know, kind of thing, um, a condensed version of it and, you know, just kind of a one and done. Um, yeah, that's my only final thought really. <laughs> Thank you all. I had so much fun playing this with you. And I hope that we can continue to develop these characters and have fun playing masks. So signing off, this has been You Should Play. We agree, you should play masks, a new generation. I'm Alicia. I'm Ray. I'm Savannah. I'm Jared. Also, you should run too, because I want to play this game. I, I will run this for Jared, you. I have to go to the Yay. We'll figure it out. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. This has been You Should Play. Thank you for listening to You Should Play, a Ray Nagel podcast, produced by Six Pack Nerds Network.